Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and did you know that you might be playing a deadly game of roulette each time you drive your car? That's because many cars built in the last 25 years, and especially those built between 2002 and 2015, could have airbags that deploy explosively, causing harm to you and your passengers, or even resulting in death. Now, I hate to be morbid, but this is serious stuff. And in a moment, I'll tell you what causes the problem and let you know how you can find out if your car is affected with a quick, simple check. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So let me get right to the point. Many cars and trucks built in the last 20 years have airbags or airbag components made by automotive parts supplier Takata. And it's been proven over time that some of those Takata airbags and components can deploy explosively, sending metal shrapnel throughout the passenger compartment, possibly injuring or killing the driver, and potentially doing the same to passengers in their vehicle if those airbags have not been repaired or replaced. Now that's it, straight up. If you have a used car or truck built since the late 1990s, you and your passengers could be in danger every time you get behind the wheel if your vehicle has a Takata airbag that hasn't been repaired or replaced. The good news is, there's a simple solution for this problem. It's a nationwide recall, and it takes only a couple of minutes of your time to find out if A, your vehicle has been affected, and B, whether or not the recall repair has already been made to your car or truck. And if it hasn't been repaired, then it takes just a few more minutes of time to schedule a free repair or replacement by the manufacturer. So how do you check to see if your car has been affected by this recall? Well, it's pretty simple. All you need is your car's VIN or vehicle identification number. The VIN is easy to find. On cars sold in the U.S., it can be found at the base of your front windshield on the driver's side. You can also open the driver's side door, look down and to the right, and you should find the 17-digit VIN number located on a small sticker along with some other vehicle information like build date, gross vehicle weight, etc. And if you don't have immediate access to your car, you can also find it in your registration, on your title, and typically it's on your auto insurance card as well. So it should be readily available. Now, once you have the VIN number, go to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration website. That's www.nhtsa.gov forward slash recall and enter the VIN number into the recall notification box. And within a second, you'll know if your vehicle is affected or not. If the NHTSA website says you have zero recalls, then everything's fine. If not, the Takata airbag recall notification will appear, along with any other outstanding safety recalls for your vehicle. Assuming your vehicle falls under the recall, you simply contact the manufacturer and schedule a repair at the nearest dealership. It's that simple, and it's a lifesaver. Now, if this is as far as you get in this episode, fine. I've just told you all you need to know to potentially save your life or someone else's if an airbag recall for your vehicle hasn't been fixed. But if you have a few more minutes, let's dig into what's going on and why the Takata airbag recall happened in the first place. So vehicle airbags consist of three basic parts. You have the bag, which is the part that inflates. 
Typically, it's made of nylon. Then you have the igniter. That's the device that activates a chemical reaction to rapidly fill the bag with gas, typically nitrogen, so it can deploy to protect vehicle occupants during an accident. And the third major part is the sensor, which detects and interprets the severity of an accident and, if necessary, sets off the igniter, which starts the chemical reaction that deploys the bag. Now, many vehicles sold since 1990 had airbags at least on the driver's side. And eventually, front airbags for both driver and passenger became mandatory on all vehicles sold in the U.S. starting in 1999. Now, frankly, I hope I never have to experience an airbag going off in an accident. It's a pretty brutal thing, but it's that way for a reason, which is to prevent your head and your upper body from hitting anything solid inside the car, like the steering wheel, the dash, or a window pillar. But in spite of how violently they deploy... Airbags do save lives. Now, according to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, as of 2017, 50,457 lives have been saved by frontal airbags. And they estimate that as of 2012, 2,252 lives have been saved by side airbags. So while they deploy in a really violent manner, they do help to keep people alive in otherwise deadly crashes. Now, to inflate the early airbags found in 1990s automobiles, automakers deployed systems that typically used sodium azide as a propellant. And when the sensor was tripped in an accident, sodium azide was ignited and the subsequent chemical reaction rapidly produced a small cloud of nitrogen gas to fill the airbag in literally a blink of an eye. But sometime in the late 1990s, in an effort to reduce costs and better compete with other suppliers, airbag maker Takata introduced an airbag inflation system that replaced sodium azide with ammonium nitrate. And because it was several dollars cheaper per airbag, manufacturers began to adopt Takata's money-saving option, but unfortunately without considering the negative consequences of using ammonium nitrate as an airbag propellant. And this was an explosive problem, literally. Now, ammonium nitrate is a chemical commonly found in fertilizer, but it can also be used as an explosive. It's the same chemical used to blow up the Alfred P. Murrah building in the Oklahoma City bombing from April 19, 1995. That explosion killed 168 people and injured hundreds more. It's also the same chemical that fueled a massive explosion in Beirut, Lebanon on August 4, 2020 that killed at least 218 people and injured more than 7,000. It was one of the largest non-nuclear accidental detonations in history, and it was so powerful it was felt in Turkey, Syria, Palestine, Jordan, Israel, as well as parts of Europe. I mean, it was a huge explosion. Now, needless to say, ammonium nitrate can be volatile stuff. So it's no wonder that adding it to an airbag eventually proved disastrous. That's because over time, ammonium nitrate, exposed to humidity and excessive heat, starts to break down in a way that makes it less stable, which can cause it to detonate uncontrollably when the airbag is deployed. When this happens, the metal container housing the ammonium nitrate is destroyed. It sends shrapnel into the vehicle's passenger compartment. And that's where the danger comes from. Now, the first reported Takata airbag rupture occurred in 2004, 
And between then and today, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration says the defect has caused at least 24 deaths and at least 400 injuries in the U.S. alone, leading to the recall of 67 million Takata airbags in tens of millions of automobiles. Now, you may be wondering, why am I telling you this now? Well, I'm telling you this now for a couple of reasons. First, while I was checking for Takata airbag recalls recently in the last week on my own vehicles, I found that many of the used cars and trucks that I recommend here on this podcast are also affected by the Takata airbag recall. This includes the 2009 through 2011 BMW 335D diesel sports sedan that I recommended in episode 23. It also includes the 2003 through 2008 Infiniti FX45 V8 Sport Utility Vehicle from Episode 30 and the 2011 through 2014 Ford Mustang GT that I recommended in Episode 35. But what's even more disturbing, in the last couple of months, both Honda and Stellantis, Stellantis is formerly known as Fiat Chrysler, those two companies have issued do-not-drive orders for some of their older vehicles with recalled Takata airbags, which includes the 2003 Honda Pilot, which I covered in episode 22, and the Dodge Magnum, which I just covered in last week's episode. And a do-not-drive order means exactly that. And in this case, Honda and Stellantis are so concerned about airbag failure that in addition to making the recall repairs for free to the cars on the do-not-drive list, they may also cover the cost of having those cars towed to the dealership for repairs. But you'll want to contact those two car makers directly to get all the details. And again, that information should be available at the NHTSA website, which is www.nhtsa.gov forward slash recall. Just enter your VIN number to check. Now, what if your car wasn't affected by the recall or it was already fixed? Well, first of all, if your vehicle wasn't affected by the recall yet, it may still end up on the recall list eventually. And you may be notified later by the manufacturer if and when your car falls under the recall in the future. Takata airbags were used in vehicles up to 2015 and even a little bit later, and cars and trucks with those airbags that haven't been recalled will likely end up on the recall list eventually. Also, you should just keep checking the NHTSA website every few months for an updated list of affected vehicles just in case the manufacturer does not have contact information for you. Second, if your vehicle was recalled and a repair was made, that recall repair may need to be done again. That's because some vehicles were given an interim repair using a newer version of the same Takata inflator. NHTSA says that eventually all vehicles with interim inflators will be offered a free permanent replacement inflator when they're available, but supply chain issues and the sheer size of the recall has made it difficult to replace all the inflators as quickly as necessary. So if it was repaired, it might be an interim repair. You might have to do it over. So keep checking back. Now again, 24 deaths and 400 injuries from these defective airbags may not seem like a lot when compared to the number of people killed or injured in automobile accidents in the U.S. each year, but these deaths and injuries were totally preventable simply by replacing the faulty components through the recall. Now, I don't blame the victims. In fact, they were probably not even aware they are in any danger driving a car with a faulty airbag. But now that you know, you can take action immediately to prevent you or your family 
from being injured by investing a few minutes of time to check if your car or truck is affected by this recall. Doing that just might save your life or the life of someone you care about. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of Better Than New. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you relevant used vehicle content, including reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs at a price you'll love. Also, this Takata airbag episode was different from my normal used vehicle reviews, but the recent Do Not Drive orders were concerning enough to me that I thought I should bring them and the overall Takata recall reminder to your attention. That said, I'll be jumping back into my regular used car reviews for next week's episode, so be sure to join me for that. And until then, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.